time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And we are joined uh, together again. My good friend Bump is at the other end, and uh, I am and, Run, Bob and, Weeks, TSN and, Golf Analyst. And, and I'm, you Jamie, are, I'm Jamie Ronald, TSN Golf Producer, at the other time end. F- time for another edition of Bump and Run, as we just heard from Lola. Thank you for the introduction, Lola. And uh, this week, it's kind of all about formats. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a number of different formats. Recap last week, where we had the uh, team format. And this week, the Golf Sixes on the European Tour, which we'll get into in just a minute. Um, and then there's the match play for the LPGA this week. So all sorts of different formats taking place. But first of all, what do you think, or what do you think was the reaction of uh, last week at the Zurich Championship? I think Zurich Classic. I think um, I think all the players loved it because they got to uh, they got to play obviously the alternate shot and the and then the four ball. Um, I th- I thought it was a good. I thought it, I think it's a good event. The issue I have with it, and I hope they fix it, is the fact that you get so much for winning this team event. Yeah. Uh, like 400 FedEx points each is a lot. Um, a two-year exemption for winning a team event is a lot, in my opinion. And the fact that a guy, and I'll just use Chase Kepka, who was brought in because his brother is a member of the PGA Tour. Chase Kepp is, isn't even a member of the European Tour. He's a member of the European Challenge Tour. And they, if they would have won, he would have got a two-year exemption on tour when you know, guys like Brad Fritch and other web.com players can't even get a spot in fields. Um, it's, it's sort that of, that uh, bothers me a bit. But the format itself, the team event, I like because it breaks up the long, monotonous season. What? Uh, yeah, I think I think you're right with the, with the rewards, especially if Chase Kepka had got in. He got in as a sponsor exemption, by the way, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's fine if he's going to play on his own ball, get in on a sponsor right. exemption. And but he's playing this week at Wells Fargo because of what he did last week. And I will admit, if you go back and look through the record, he did play really well. Yep. He made a ton yep. of birdies, but again, he wouldn't have probably finished fifth on his own ball. Maybe he would have. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess we'll never really know. know that answer to that. But he does seem like he's getting a lot of. Uh, he's getting a step up, and, as you say, well, when guys like Brad Fritch aren't getting anything. Had, would he have gotten a sponsor's exemption had he not going to be? Had he not been playing with his brother? No, I mean I think a lot of people up until last week didn't even know Brooks Kepka had a brother. Sorry, I don't mean that no. harshly, but. Uh, I don't mean to be harsh, but that that's kind of the, the reality of right, this. Exactly. I mean, and how many knew he was playing on the Challenge Tour and, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff? So it's 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 not a likely sponsor exemption that would have been given to him had his name been Joe right. Smith, right? Um, in a similar situation, so it's a little difficult. I think there's different ways to skin it too. I think you could um, you could I, I like the idea of a team format, and the players loved it. Obviously, they yes. were all over it. They they had a lot of fun with it. They were um, you know forming up. Early on, trying to get uh, their their teams together, and and I th- I think it's funny that the guys who won Jonas Blixt and Cameron Smith, the reason they got together is because Cameron Smith's caddy is a roommate of Jonas Blixt. Yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some strange ways that teams got together, and uh, and I think it's it's kind of fun that way. But I, I give it a couple of years. Maybe you yeah. massage the maybe you massage the points and the prizing, and and you do it more as a fifty percent thing. So you get a right. one year exemption instead right. of two, and you get. Uh, maybe 300 points instead of 400 points right. or something like that. So it, it really can affect a lot of things for a lot of different people, and I don't know if that was taken into consideration 
um, when they when they doled out the prizes. Right, and I th- I just think I think it's really just what you get out of it is what bothers me. The team event was great. I love the team event. It's different. We need different. They're not just seventy two hole stroke play all year. It gets it gets boring. And for a tournament like Zurich, it may attract some guys that they might not have gotten. Yeah, the depth um, of field was certainly way much way better than it was a year earlier. Right. And so I think I, I just think and who knows what teams will be next year, but it's a good it's a good format. I just think they need to dial back on what you get. So now, you know, Cameron Smith, if he goes on and plays his entire rest of his PGA tour career and doesn't win an event, his only official win is a team event. Right. Which kind of kind of kind of asterisks his, his thing now he probably you know the likelihood is he will go on and win some more tournaments he's a fantastic young player um but in the in the end a couple guys guys that deserve to probably get the exemption and everything ended up winning um you know again like if if if, if kj Choi and charlie we would have won you know charlie yeah. we's retired he came out of retirement <laughs> just to play with KJ Choi and would have got a two-year exemption. You know, Steve Stricker and Jerry Kelly, who you know play part-time on the PGA Tour but play mostly on the Champions Tour. You know, again, like I think the I think the the prizing or what you get out of it needs to come down a bit. But the event itself is great. I th- I think it would be cool if you could next year instead of allowing guys to pair up, you you just struck them so. Let's say you took the top 100 players, so number one and number 100, right. you're a pair. Yeah. Number two and number 99, you're a pair. And that would be kind of cool because some players might not like each other. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See how they're good. Or here's another idea I had. This is what I was thinking of because you know how I was trying to think of great partnerships, and you got like Abbott and Costello, mm-hmm. and I don't know, or, or maybe there's some uh, some great partners partnerships from the uh, tag team wrestling. What if you had three-man teams – and at the start of every hole, you could tag a guy in or a guy out. So depending, <laughs> let's say if it was a really long hole, yep. you could put your two longest hitters in, and the and the short guy, game guy could could sit on the bench for a hole. Or if it's a par three, you do it the other way. Right. And so you have a That's three man team, but only two play at a certain at a time. See, I, I see Eddie. It, I like that actually. <laughs> I actually like that move. You just pop guys <laughs> in and out. I think it. I think it'd be fun. Like anything fun is good for golf to get fans interested, especially. You know, offshoot. They got to try stuff because, you know, in itself, you know, seventy-two holes of stroke play every week on a different course with different players isn't always exciting. Like what they're doing, you know, if we segue to the European Tour for the sixes, aha, you know, it's this is a this I'm 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 looking forward to watching how this goes um, with the. So here's here's let's let's you, just put it, it for in a nut. Okay, so in a nutshell, this week. Uh, on the European tour, they're having something called golf sixes, which is sort of uh, like they've got rugby sevens now. They had they used yep. to have soccer sixes, which was just six players on a side. It was fast. They have curling doubles with only two players. So basically, what they're going to do is they're going to have sixteen teams of two players. Each each uh, team is going to represent a country. Mm-hmm. They're going to play. Uh, they're divided into four groups. They're going to play six hole matches. You get in that round, you get three points for a win, one point for a draw. And the top two teams will move into the knockout stage. Now, the format is both players drive. You pick the best drive, and you alternate right. from there. They're calling it greensums. I think over here it's yeah. no, known as uh, Chapman system. There's a whole bunch of different names for it. And and they uh, there's a shot clock. So you got 40 seconds to play your shot. Otherwise, you're out. And they will there's have be la- 
digital clocks out on the fairway and green, and you get a shot penalty. I, that I can't wait till somebody because somebody's going to do it. That they actually get if they actually give them a shot penalty. The shot clock thing for me is is just like basketball, right? Yep. And then and then they've got uh, they've, they're going to have like rock music, uh, walk up music on the yep. tee. So Keith Pelly says this is not going to replace. 72-hole stroke play, the, the Masters, the World Golf Championship events, anything like that. But it is a way, he says, to try something out and test it and be, get innovative and perhaps you attract a younger audience. And I give mm-hmm. him full props for it. He's, he says, look, if it doesn't work, we're not going to go on with it. They're going to have focus groups afterwards to see if people liked it or right. not. But I think it's I think it's a great idea, and I think it's going to be fun. Now, it's, it's to say it's just one time a year, just like the match, uh, exactly. match play. It's uh, once a year. Just like Stableford, just like uh, some of the other things that they do already. But yep. why not give it a try, right? Give it a try. I agree completely. It's, it's an interesting concept, and they're going to play all the group stages on Saturday and then the quarterfinals through to the finals on, on Sunday. Um, it's... It's an interesting concept, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it works. Um, especially the shot clock thing. Like, you know, I know this will <laughs> never great. be brought into mainstream golf, but you know, with slow play such a problem and a continued problem, and nobody seems to have an answer for it, maybe you need to have a shot clock out there on regular events <laughs> to get maybe. these guys to get going. Um, you Maybe. can pick your pick your places, but uh, I think on, even the one hole is going to be a long drive. There'll be long drive competition. I don't know if it, like it's they're just trying something. They're trying something new. There's closest to the pin competitions. Uh, it's a it's an interesting concept, um, and I'm looking forward to see if it's, I, it's fun. Right? It's just something different, and people are going to watch it if they want, and if they don't want to, they're not. But in the end, you have to you know things have to be. You got to be innovative, and you got to try stuff. And Keith right, Pelly exactly. is not afraid to try stuff. We know that from um, when he worked at career. TSN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly uh, so, right. So it'll be it'll be interesting. And, you know, the highest ranked player in the field is Chris Wood. Um, Andy Sullivan's his partner. So you know, there's not a huge number of top names, but there's a bunch of guys that have won. There's a few Ryder Cuppers, uh, guys that have represented their countries before. So it'll we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens with the. We'll see what happens with it. It's it. It just seems it's crazy. They're all coming together because the LPJ has a match play going uh, this week as well. Another beautiful segue by you. Look at that. You're just Mister Segway today on this uh, edition. Maybe of Maybe we and should run. be called Segway uh, and Run. Yeah, we could change the name. Uh, the Lorena Ochoa match play is mm-hmm. going to take place, and we're we're uh, as we're recording this, it's uh, just about to get just about to get underway. Yep. Uh, and it's more of a traditional match play. There's four brackets: the Lorena Ochoa bracket, the Seri Pack bracket, the Julie Inkster bracket, and the Annika Sorenstam bracket. There's uh, three Canadians in the field, yep. and uh, they are, uh, of course, uh, Brooke Henderson, Modemi LeBlanc, and Elena Sharp. And in the first round, Brooke Henderson is going to take on Catherine Kirk of Australia. Mm-hmm. Modemi LeBlanc is going to take on uh, Se Young Kim. Kim of Korea and look at poor Elena Sharp she's the ninth seed she gets to take on Moira Jatanagarn and if she wins uh, yeah. in all likelihood she will uh, take on Arya Jatanagarn right. so she's so got to get her, her path is through the Jatanagarns she's got to go through the uh, Jatanagarns that's not easy that's that's not easy uh, but I like I like match play I think the players will like it um, and I'm, I, I'm thinking that maybe uh, Brooke Henderson if she can play well will uh, will probably advance through where she would have probably her first real a notable match might come against Shan Chen Feng right. uh, of China in the semifinals, the round of 16. 
Um, yeah, and then she place. she go she has to go to get to the to get to the semi. She's got to go through Lydia Co. So right, that was her next one. Um, uh, but it, it's I, you know the player I like in this is might be Modami LeBlanc. She's a really long hitter, mm-hmm. one, probably one of the longest on the LPGA Tour, and she's not always the most consistent. Like if you look at her score, her rounds, she'll always have one or two bad holes. So this is a chance that she might actually do something. Uh, maybe maybe advance through to a good stage for her anyway. What would be maybe yeah. a round of 16 or Yeah, if she could get through a round or two, uh, <clears throat> I think she would be uh, happy with that. Um, yep. You know, it's a, it, I don't, they don't play a lot of, they don't play a lot of match play on the LPJ tour. So they do not. Um, this is a way to keep this tournament going. Um, represented by a fantastic player, historically Lorena Ochoa and give the girls something different. Um, you know, Brooks Brooks up early in her first match, and and you know, you know, it looks like Elena Sharp's not going to get through the first Jutana Garn. She's down a little bit, but uh, again, we're taping this as it's going on. But I think uh, I think it's just another way to try something different. Um, yeah, you know, like the you got to mix it up to keep it fun for the players, for the fans, and you know, hopefully, you know, obviously, hopefully, they're hoping for Lydia Ko and Brooke Henderson. To play to go to move on, and you know, area they hope the top players move on. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out because when the Dell match play had the bracket format, it didn't always pan out that way that the top players always went through. Um, that's right, recently with so. Rory and Jason Day winning. Um, it has, but you know, when what was the one down in Australia was what Kevin Sutherland won, and yeah. he was, I forget who he was against, but it was like Tiger lost in like the first or second round um it's uh you know they've they've never had it's never been a guaranteed top players but uh we'll see how this works for the lpga but again formats everywhere no 72 formats well we're going to wrap up uh, by talking about a regular format the uh, wells fargo uh tournament which is taking place at eagle point different location because Mm -hmm. of course quail hollow will be the set of the pga championship so they're going to give that one a break and uh, the big news here is the return to action of Mr. Dustin Johnson after his uh, slip and fall at the Masters. This is He's been off for a month. He said he really was only pain-free as of last week, late last week. So uh, he might have a little rust on him. We're looking at his early scores, and he's, he's uh, two, under two under par yeah. um, in his, late in his, his opening round. What do you expect from uh, Dustin Johnson this week? You know, I really don't expect him to struggle too too much. Um, will he win his fourth tournament in a row? Um, that might be asking too much. But again, he birdied three holes on his first nine. Um, so right away, you know, hit the rust isn't really there. So I, I expect him to be in the mix. Um, if he's feeling good, even if he's swinging at 90 to 95%, he's still well out there and still, uh, still dangerous. So... I expect uh, everybody's playing this course for pretty much the first time. Um, I expect Dustin Johnson to not have that much rust on him. Um, I expect him to be in the mix. You know, he's never really been known as a guy who beats balls all the time. No. And he had he had scheduled three weeks off to begin with right. out of those four weeks that he's missed. So I'm not sure how much <laughs> it'll be interesting to see, as you say, how much behind he is. I don't know. I don't think he'll be all that behind. No. I, d- I still think it might be next week where we see him back in form at the Players' Championship. Right. But um, uh, and, the, and the one guy to watch this week might be Webb Simpson, who's a member at this golf course, who's mm-hmm. played it a lot. He says he has to kind of 
guard against being just too trying to read too much into the golf course. Right. Um, I think it is interesting to note that the guy who the other guy who's a member here at this golf course is uh, Carl Peterson, and uh, he is uh, on. Uh, he has just finished his opening round, by the way, at seven over. <laughs> so it didn't it, it didn't, <laughs> didn't help, help him. him. <laughs> Local knowledge did not help him. He had seven bo- seven bogeys and eleven uh, pars uh, for his opening round. Yeah, we got four uh, Canadians in the mix yeah. on this one: Mackenzie Hughes, Nick Taylor, David Hearn, and Brad Fritch got into a tournament. So uh, hopefully Finally, he has a good, good for Brad. Hopefully he has a good finish. Um, we're on the Brad bandwagon right yeah. now because of because we got to we know him at the Masters. Yeah. He's an, and he's a nice guy. He's a nice. He's guy. a TSN guy. The one, he's a friend of the pod, friend of the podcast. One good thing about the Lorena Choa to jump back for Brooke Henderson, who has had her struggles. Oh, that you see, you just you just ruined you just ruined your uh, your streak of I, good segues. But this go is ahead. a good segue back. <laughs> I, okay, I I, I, re- I reserve the right to call rebuttal witnesses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a few good men last night, so I got a lot of law on my, <laughs> okay. on my mind. Um, I think this format, the, this format might actually help give her some confidence because she Brooke doesn't Anderson. she doesn't have to worry about shooting sixty six. And oh my god, I'm behind now. I got to catch up. You know, if right. she has a bad hole, it's a bad hole. You lose it, you move on. You try and get the next one. And you know, with the firepower that she has, she has the. She can make a lot of birdies. So if she makes six birdies, makes three bogeys, she might still be up in the match. So That could be true. This this might give her a little bit of confidence that she desperately needs because she's only got the one top ten so far this year. Um, as opposed to, I think it was eight or nine by this time last year. Eight um, by this time last year, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's uh, hopefully this can maybe jumpstart her year because it has been a struggle. Her short game is is lacking for sure. Uh, that's that's the one weak part we know for sure. But I think she's also got a lot of duties outside of golf that she's right. getting used to. So there's a lot of new, lot of stuff. We've got to remember it's only her second year on the tour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only her second year. So let's give her. Uh, she's a sophomore year. So we'll see. Sophomore jinx. Um, Are you saying she's in a sophomore jinx? Can I could can be. I tweet that? Bob Weeks thinks Brooke it, Henderson is in a sophomore jinx. Okay, you can tweet that out. <laughs> It'll be your last tweet because I'll come over there and destroy your phone after that. But oh, that's not nice. Uh, so rude. So next week I will be at the Players Championship. We'll do yes. a podcast from there. Well, I'll be there. You won't be. I You'll will be not here. be. No, but we'll do a uh, we'll do our regular podcast, and we'll be talking to the commissioner. Mm-hmm. And there's a few uh, a few secret things going on down there that we can't tell you about just yet, but you'll find out about them on our podcast. You and can, hopefully uh, we'll have maybe we'll have a, a chance to chat with. Uh, with one of our Canadians down there. I think there's four in the field right now, is that yeah. called? Mm-hmm. Four, but, uh, I uh, believe, uh, Mac, Hughes, Nick Taylor, David, or no, Mac Hughes, David Hearn, Graham Dillette, and Adam Hadwin are in the field. Right. And um, Maybe Nick Taylor. And you can, you can tell, you can give us a lowdown on the changes on uh, 6, yes, 7, and 12. Yes, on the golf course. Yep, 12 now, the drivable par 4. That'll be interesting, even though Pete Dye says he doesn't like drivable par 4s, but... He's acquiesced. Screw you, Pete Dye is what the PJ Tour said to him, I think. You could tweet that. He made, a, <laughs> he made a big mistake when he was building the 17th hole, and that, that turned out pretty well. That so turned out okay. We'll see what happens. He dug out too much sand. He went, uh-oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we got, took too much earth out of here. 100,000 golf balls a year go in that hole. That's pond. amazing. I And I, I bet most of them are... Are like new too. They're probably pretty good. There's probably oh, yeah. not a lot of. Uh, there's probably not a lot of uh, like uh, uh, top flight DTs in there, or <laughs> timeless DTs, or top flight hard, hard, super core. You can make a fortune going going in there and reselling those balls. 
Somebody does. Somebody goes in there. They have a, I don't know if it's a diver or if they have a vacuum in there. In Canada, you're not allowed to, to dive in there because some, some guy died one time. So now oh, you have right? to, uh, they have a vacuum system that scoops up all the balls or most of them anyway. Right. But I'm sure there's still a few down there. Oh, I'm yeah. sure that every year you could go down there and probably open up your own pro shop. Well, you could do it right after the players because, you know, you can guarantee to have about uh, 100 to 200 balls in that water over the four days. Interesting. They have a caddy contest, you know, that on, I think yes. it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday, where the caddies think, yeah. and, the, and the players, the caddies get to take a swing, and the players put money in a jar and uh, a few other items in there and stuff. And I think one guy put a Rolex watch in there one time. Really? Nice. Yeah, so they, uh, so they All do, goes to charity. Okay. No, it doesn't. It goes to the caddies. Oh, does it go to the caddies? I thought it went to charity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It goes oh to the caddies. <laughs> Maybe they donate some of it to charity, but I think the caddies get it because they're so underpaid and poor guys, they right. don't make any money. Just joking. All right, that's it for this week's edition of uh, Bump and Run. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can always contact us on Twitter, on uh, on Facebook, uh, any way you want. You can just uh, you can find us. You can, Bob we're, there. we're there. JB Rydell. T- TSN Golf and Bump and Run, and uh, we out. We out. See ya.